Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Why Are You Like This, a podcast devoted to finding out who we are and why we do the things we do. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews, and this week's guest is the funniest horny person on the internet. He's managed to take Talk to Yourself Because You're Locked Inside and turn it into art. Please welcome to the mic, famous gay, Justin Randall. Hello. Hello. How are you, babe? Oh, I'm good. I'm doing well. I've had a lot of coffee today and only coffee, incidentally. So I'm buzzing. Just the breakfast and lunch of champions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, doing great. Are you an iced coffee only kind of person? You a hot coffee purist? No, I'm kind of like, I mean, I like iced coffee, but hot coffee is cheaper when you're buying it out. And also, how does one even make iced coffee at home? It's not practical. So I pretty much only drink hot coffee. Oh, I guess you could like, you could like brew it in your refrigerator overnight and then pour it over ice. Right. You you could do that, yeah. I mean, like if you if you want, I could let you know how to do that. But I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, That's too much <laughs> too much planning ahead. No. Yeah. Um, I am just permanently scared of burning burning my tongue. Um, mm. so if I'm really choosing, I'm like a lukewarm coffee kind of person. Oh, okay. That's good. Made in the morning. Sip it an hour later. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I'm drinking lukewarm coffee currently. Yeah. I, I can relate. I just yeah. don't, I don't, I don't get it. It hurts too much to keep moving forward, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I, we're supposed to only be drinking iced coffee, though, um, as gays. This is true. Yeah. They made me sign a waiver when I came out. Um, yeah. But, you know, I'll get a good lawyer. I'll get that thrown out somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They don't give you enough. They don't give you here. One last thing is when you buy the iced coffee, you pay more and you get less. Okay. That's all mm-hmm. I want to say. And I'm going to put a button on that. And you know what? We're just, honestly, I'm a bargain girl. I love it. I love a deal. Right. I yeah. grew up shopping at Kohl's and that will never change. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh God. My mom worked at Kohl's literally was a Kohl's employee. So we got the discounts and shopped there. Did you get like Kohl's cash in your like stocking? You're like, wait, mom. (laughs) Yeah, that's all we got. (laughs) Yep. Kohl's family. My favorite thing about Kohl's is somehow every time I walked in, it seemed like an apocalypse had just happened. No matter if (laughs) it was opening as I walked in or it was the end of the day, 
Yeah, that store is struggling. <laughs> Always, every Kohl's, every Kohl's yeah. is a struggle. But very comforting in a way, like yeah. nostalgic. I always felt safe in a Kohl's, I yeah. feel. Like, where else was I going to get my Tony Hawk jeans, you know? No, nowhere else. Nowhere yeah. else. So, Justin, where'd you grow up? I grew up in Kansas. That's In a suburb. Fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> corner, corner of a cul-de-sac. I wasn't on a farm, which is what everyone thinks, but I was farm adjacent mm-hmm. so like i was on the corner of the cul-de-sac and then behind the cul-de-sac was like the border of the city and it was just farmland until probably mexico i don't know i don't know geography <laughs> couldn't tell you couldn't tell you how the how the map works <laughs> i like being farm adjacent the the high school like next to my high school was like oh that's where farmers are and i mm. remember distinctly I was in student government and we needed hay bales for something. And I like called a friend's boyfriend who went to that high school. And I was like, I know, you know, people who can get me hay. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you had a hay connect. Yeah. I had a hookup, you know, <laughs> that's a wait. Where did you grow up? I grew up in a suburb of Portland, Oregon. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Was that like conservative or liberal? Liberal. Um, okay. I got very lucky in like the schools that I went to in the public school system, like mm. um, the high school, century high school where I went to was famously noted as the gay school. Um, oh, amazing. I went every dance. Uh, Tink LaBelle, the drag queen was there in drag. Wow. Yes. So I got very, very lucky in my, in my queer upbringing still had, you know, trials and tribulations about accepting my own identity but not from any sort of like right outside world that was like this is bad like i very much was in a queer space from kind of the wow yeah. were people like going were like gay couples going to the school dances together um yeah i mean the gay couples were my friend trevor and whoever he was dating like <laughs> okay it was it wasn't there's was still like uh, there was like one gay kid and then mm-hmm. if there was another because I didn't come out in high school so mm. uh, it was like you're gay and he's gay so so that's it that's it's it it's gonna happen <laughs> and honestly I've that's how I've paired my dating life the rest of my <laughs> life so <laughs> yeah less is more honestly less is more less gays yeah <laughs> uh, how was, was suburban Kansas queer utopia or not so much oh my god so not it was so uh you know it was like church on every corner very republican very conservative um i also had like one gay kid in my school um but like really and truly he was the only gay person that i knew until i went to college um and that was it just the gay person and then some you know some gay teachers sprinkled in where everyone like speculated about oh i think that teacher's gay it was like this whole thing it was like worth talking about um which is so funny in retrospect um but yeah no no gay people no gay people and i was very closeted yeah it's interesting how i don't know the gay people are everywhere but like you gotta make spaces for people to like shine and feel comfortable and Mm -hmm. if you don't like you just yeah you have the one person who like 
can't was, hide anything. Yeah. You know, like they're like very, very or like American, it's just very brave, or, very brave, or just like you know, we're just a poor person with a lisp. You know, it was early two yeah. thousands. Uh, oh, I yeah. Let me clarify. When I say no gay people seventy eight times, I I <laughs> I absolutely just mean no out gay people. Yes, because I was there and I was gay. Also, my best friend in high school was there and he turned out to be gay and we're still best friends and we led a bible study together uh before school on thursday mornings that like 80 people came to we had a pa system we were like the christian kids of the school and now we're both like gay ass artists um isn't that crazy in our our 30s yeah i yeah if i like go back to like my core group of like friends in um high school and like i'll see them when i go home still to this day but there is a group of us that like yes trevor was the only one who was out at the mm-hmm. time but like we're all queer now mm. and yeah like you just like innately found totally. that in each other yes. like you are i really believe you're 100 percent drawn to that yeah yeah you find each other even if you aren't able to use that language at that time in your life you uh you, I think you probably just like feel safe around that person. So yeah. um, with like micro expressions, like it's the subtle things we pick up on as animals, maybe where we like don't feel threatened by them. I don't know. I'm just theorizing. I love a theory. <laughs> I love a theory. So <laughs> what did you do in high school? Were you a creative person? Did you somehow only go to class and then go home? Oh, no, I was a theater boy. Oh, yes. I was a theater boy and a, and a Bible study leader. And somehow I made it onto homecoming court. Girl, I don't know how I did it. Um, but I did. Not to brag. Um, did not win. Um, but uh, yeah, I did theater like constantly is all I did. Just 24-7. Just a lot of productions of Seven Brides or Seven Brothers. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did Hello, Dolly. And I was Barnaby. Okay. I can't dance at all, but I did a barrel barrel turns across the stage. I don't know if you know what a barrel turn Gymnast, is. Gymnast, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I also don't know what a barrel turn is, and I did it. So, <laughs> um, we were doing our best. Yeah, yeah, we love that. Well, maybe a, <laughs> a little production of a little Abner thrown in there, you know? Oh hell yeah! Yeah, I'd be down. <laughs> <laughs> Fiddler on the roof. I was the constable. Okay, so I kicked I kicked all of the Jewish people out of town. All right. Okay, that tracks. So it's gonna be like a Christian and a Jewish musical. We live, love, love. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was also I was like upset that I wasn't one of the leads, and now in hindsight, I'm like, what was I? I'm just so. There are so many high school musicals we should not be doing. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like when you think back on it, you're like, hmm. I mean, I we did we did Greece, and I remember even being in Greece as a teen being like this is so horny and so <laughs> crazy that yeah, we're doing you're it right it like, is <laughs> like my girlfriend was playing that's right girlfriend um was okay. playing um marty and she's singing freddie my love and literally in at one point was just like in lingerie oh no doing this number and we're all like wait what oh god I'm a high school child. (laughs) (laughs) Just so much of it. When I look back, I'm like, what the fuck? Or you forget that there's just like a full on pregnancy plot line in Greece because like your parents are chill about watching it, I guess. Yeah. Oh, high school theater. 
nothing like it nothing nothing like it truly nothing like it. truly <laughs> nothing like it at all uh did you watch the uh the show encore no i didn't i what is that on it's on the disney plus and oh. um they reunite past high school casts to like <gasps> come back to their high school and do it again stop and it it's great i love it um oh that sounds like a dream yeah i must watch that it's great it's like the they do one with greece and it's like a cast from jersey and they're all in their like 40s being like oh and they all come back and play the same parts yeah it's actually really great are any of them like still theater professionals there's one there's one school that did ragtime and the iconic chelsco um is is still a performer and Mm. uh is very much like i well, I wear fashion to rehearsal because I'm a performer. And they're all like, oh, Ch- Chelsco, babe. <laughs> Your name is not Chelsco. <laughs> hey. First of all. First of all. So when did you realize that you were hilarious? Oh, my God. Um, I still don't know if I'm hilarious. But I um, I would say I did not. I did not start comedy in general until late in life. Okay. I mean, there were like, so it was, here's, here's the tea. Okay. As a child, I was truly the class clown. I did. I will say I knew I was hilarious. We're talking like third grade. Uh, I was, I was crushing. Mm. Just learning cursive, crushing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, my, yeah, my, uh, third grade teacher gave out nicknames to every student and she named me rainbow after the clown. Little did she know. That was a hate crime. Foreshadowing. <laughs> um, but um, then the tragedy is I like hit puberty, realized I was gay, dove into the closet for 10 to 12 years, essentially, and like lost myself and was like not really a funny person, was like was not the class clown was not doing comedy, was not really even expressing myself. I was still doing theater so I could like read other people's lines and act, but I didn't create work of my own. And it wasn't until I like came out of the closet in my mid twenties, did some inner work around creativity and then started expressing myself that I started comedy again. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to be gay and loud about this and so then you know i just basically i just tried stand-up comedy one day i was the scariest thing i ever did and then i said my first little joke and then people laughed and i was like oh i gotta do this for always because it's the most addicting feeling in the world oh absolutely like a drug yeah yeah it's like it's like ultimate power but also like eternal happiness you're like i made that happen you're Mm. welcome (laughs) yeah it gives you so much agency over like the creative process whereas like i love acting as well but like as an actor i always feel like i'm waiting on someone to give me a chance give me a chance please daddy um and you know as a comic all i need is a stage like give me 10 minutes that's all i need i yeah i didn't realize that power until my late 20s either because I was, like, always funny, but I had just focused solely on, like, only being an interpreter of other people's work and da-da-da-da-da. That, like, once 
I was able to move through that. You know, what if I can make people laugh by myself, I don't need somebody else to write it. And that's a power. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. During that that time where you were just like shut off, were there people in your life who were like, hey Justin, like where'd you go? Um I would say what I did was I like created a new persona slash identity, which was actually rooted in being very Christian. Mm. Um, and I like put that front and center. So that was like my big mask. Um, so I think they all just, they knew where I went. It was into the, the word of God. <laughs> um, like, but literally, so like my family, like witnessed a major change in me, but they were like, Oh, he's, he's so Christian. This is wonderful. We love this. And everyone at my school. And so that was just my thing. Then, you know, I will say the wheels started falling off in college, you uh-huh. know, because I was like losing my faith and drinking like a motherfucker. And like, yeah, so I was sort of in a gray area for a while. But um, so maybe in that period, people were then I was I lost the Christian identity. I think so. There were maybe a few years people were like, where'd you go? And all I was doing was drinking. Oh, I'm also sober. Love so- that. <laughs> Love that. Um, I have not drank in two years. It's one of my favorite wow. things I've ever done. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Um, That's huge. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like when, you know. I know people talk about it all the time, but the persona that comes on from like recognizing in yourself that you're gay before you're ready to share it. Like I, Mm. like I became mean, like I, I just became Mm. very mean, um, in a world where I just, like I just described it. Like I, I could have, I could have been out. It wouldn't Mm -hmm. have rocked my world i wasn't right. the only i had people around me who were queer um but yeah it's just like it it's hard coming out you're not hard. ready till you're ready yeah as they say as they say and uh you like but there is an interesting point you're making it's, it's like that phase between oh i realize i'm gay and i'm ready to come out you you like have to create a shell to mm-hmm. get through that and the, whatever that shell is. Yeah, I was like firmly intent on like getting married, having kids, and then I could come out after that. Oh, to getting married to a woman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was also going to get married to a woman. I mean, I had a girlfriend till after college. I I mean, I was crushing. Crushing. I was going to I was going to elaborate on that phrase, but I'm not going <laughs> to. Fill in the blank. Fill girl. in the blank. Well, anyway, now that we're both two out funny queer people living our best truth in our best lives. Yes. Living in New York, mm-hmm. not drinking, having a blast. <laughs> yeah. I have to ask the question of the time, which is a better hookup app, Twitter, Instagram, or Grinder? Uh, that is a really great question, actually. <laughs> it's a really thought-provoking question. I mean, that hit me at my core. Okay. Um <laughs> I have to say, well, they have different strengths. So for immediacy and maybe even like sheer sex appeal, I would say grinder. Mm -hmm. In my experience, I can find someone fast. And if I like 
if I the stars align, I can find someone I think is really hot really fast. Okay. Yep. But it's fleeting. Twitter, on the other hand, is like you make like a a fine connection with someone. You know, like Twitter is like a fine wine. Grinder's like a shot of tequila. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instagram. I don't know. I don't, I don't. There's been a couple guys that I've sort of connected with on Instagram, but I feel like to me, Instagram is a, I, I don't want to say that. There are a <laughs> lot, there are a lot of DMs that can happen on Instagram that can't happen anywhere else because of Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. So someone might receive a hundred DMs if they post something really salacious. And all you need is one. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like there's the volume is too high, I think. Yeah. So. Because you can close friends it and then you're opening up a whole, a whole can of worms. Now close friends, close friends is useful, but the problem is there's no subtlety with close friends. So if like, yeah, if you post something on close friends that is thirsty, Everyone who sees it knows you wanted them to see it because you want to sleep with them. Like there's no, there's no gray area. Which is great in its way. I think it's hilarious when I'm like just going through people's stories and then like some straight girl from high school on her close friends posted just like her meal. I know. It's so adorable. And I'm like, what a, what an interesting way to see the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the pure innocence. Of yeah. That. It's astounding. It's yeah. gorgeous. You know, it's just like what a what a different space you you hold in the world. Totally. I mean, I I long for that. Honestly, yeah. free, free me from this prison <laughs> that I'm that I'm trapped in. That I am stuck in. Yeah. Um. Forever and ever, just a circle of a circle of horny. I guess the horny circles of hell. That's Dante's Inferno. Mm. Everyone. Yeah. That's I'm in it. I don't know. Grinder takes the cake. Grinder is there's nothing like it to me. No, it Grinder and I. So it's it. I guess it really depends on location, right? Because like if I'm in New York and I'm on Grinder, I won't lose my horniness in the time it like we come together. Mm. If I'm like visiting my family and the closest person, I have to get in a car and then drive to them, which you will have to do. Which you will have to do. I. You know, I'll lose that that um, reckless bravery that I have, and I'll be like, "I'm driving to a stranger's house in my mother's car. Am I gonna die?" Yeah, you make a great point. It's got to be fast, or you can become afraid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I will say, very recently, I was in Florida. Okay. I hadn't used Grinder in weeks. In fact, I deleted it. I downloaded it. Spoke to a guy within four minutes. He was seven miles away. And he got in his car and drove to me immediately. And honestly, from the time I downloaded the app to the time I was hooking up with him, it was probably 20 to 25 minutes. That's how it has to work. That's how it has to work. Yes. I know. If there had been any delay, if he had been like, I'm finishing up at work, no. Nope. It's not going to happen. Can't. Yeah. Yeah. Goodbye. Has to be, just like comedy, has to be quick and fast. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Quick, or you lose the attention. Yeah. I would have deleted the app by the time he got there. But, but like, the fact that it worked that way, it was just crazy. Like straight people only wish truly that they could live a life like that. <laughs> this is the dream that we had as young closeted homosexuals. This is the dream we had for our lives. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. It's beautiful. Well, Justin, you are a comedian. You are an ex-Christian. You don't drink. 
you're drinking lukewarm coffee in a closet talking to me right now. And <laughs> I have to ask you, why are you like this? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Oh, God. I was thinking about that before we started recording. And the, it's just such a tragic answer, but it's just childhood trauma, baby. I mean, right. that's what it is. Yeah. Um, it's just, I, w- I grew up like so fundamentalist. I don't know if I really mentioned that, but like so, oh, I, I told you I was Christian, but my parents were like, Earth is created in six days. The snake talked to Eve. It's not a metaphor. Okay. Oh, okay. The snake talked to Eve. And um So we're like beyond like our God is an awesome God. We're like Oh, it was like it was oh the like the catchphrase was it's not religion, it's relationship. So actually my family denied that they were religious, which is like the most it's such a basic form of gaslighting. Like to be ultra religious and be like, I'm not religious. <laughs> it's <laughs> like you're, you're gaslighting everyone. Yeah. Um and so yeah, it was it was totally wild and so so the juxtaposition of like knowing i was gay and growing up in, with that is truly it is why i'm like this it i think it gave me my um sensibility like my sense of humor mm-hmm. at least um like even internally i had to develop a sense of humor to cope and um you know everything everything you can you can point everything back to that 
and I have been for eight years in therapy. You better believe. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, you're doing the work, and that is admirable in itself. It's, you know, it's just yeah. not easy. And on the other side, I mean, thank God, I guess, that you are different so that you were able to develop thoughts of your own. Mm-hmm. So eventually you can, if you want, develop your own type of religious thoughts if you want mm-hmm. to. Yeah. But if like if you weren't you, if you weren't intrinsically different than the things that were being said, like you probably wouldn't have had the adventures that you have now. That's true. That's true. Not to minimize trauma at all, but like Oh no. I mean, well, for one thing, I really I like like talking about trauma yeah. because I because we all have trauma and like in some way, we all have experienced some sort of trauma. Um, and so when I talk, I've like gotten DMs that like the way that I tweet has helped people come out of the closet and shit like that. And I'm like, that's wild and amazing. And like, um, that's why I just, I don't know. I like my, my comedy is a little dark, but I like it that way because I think it's, it can help people. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, um, and then also, it's probably just made me like a wild hoe, but um, <laughs> that's uh, that's neither here nor there. That was always going to happen, no matter what. Pro- yeah, probably. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> I, I, you don't yeah. need trauma to be a hoe. Let no, me you let's don't. set the record straight. <laughs> it is interesting as I'm looking at the way that I interact with men. Um, I have found that for a very long time, I have viewed like sexual relationships with people to be like transactional. So anytime I am approached in a like courtship relationship kind of way, it's very like scary, nervousy for me. Like I just don't know quite how to navigate it yet. Mm. Um, which is something I'm working on. But like mm. I do, I do think especially living in the, in any city, but like I can only really speak about New York. It's just like, it can be as efficient as getting on an app and someone drives to you in the time that you downloaded it. Yeah. So when it's someone that I like actually care about, like I have a hard time fucking, which is weird. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's way, I agree. For me, it's like, it can be way harder to, connect when i feel vulnerable and i don't feel vulnerable with a total stranger in pensacola florida um yeah at all at Um, all i I should i should be a little scared but i just truly am like i'm here for me you're here for you we're gonna come together and do do a little dance yeah yes um oh yeah intimacy is a whole other deal um (laughs) that's fun that's fun. Although I just went, I just had a, like a one year relationship that I'm out of now. Um, and I, I like for the first time ever was like totally like open, engaged, receptive. Um, it was like, I was like not closed off. It was new for me. Yeah. Um, I was like, I can do this. Um, you know, there were other issues, but. Uh, but that's amazing. You know. <laughs> like... I know. That's amazing. Progress. Progress. We're all moving forward. We're all dealing with queer shame. Totally. Various degrees. Yeah. Justin, one of the things that 
I think a lot of people enjoy about uh, the things you create is your ability to take these uh, these conversations that we think that we have in secret as gay men on apps and personify them in a, a hilarious way. And when did that start like percolating in your mind is like, this is funny and I can make this like shareably funny. Mm. I don't know. I think that like, I'm like so obsessed with um, like to, I mean this like actually literally, like okay. I'm obsessed with like probably dating and sex and like uh, relations with men. Mm. So I'm like highly invested in the exchanges and I become like exasperated by the idiosyncrasies that are like uh, dysfunctional or annoying. And I just think that like, it's honestly like a coping mechanism. I'm like, if I like made a joke out of this, I can deal with it. Like, you know, even like just like the, the mundanity of like saying, Hey, 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 back and forth. Like, it's just, (laughs) it's just like soul crushing. Um, and I like the only way for me to feel like I have some like autonomy is to like poke fun at it. Yeah. So I think it like, it truly comes out of like, I'm like always thinking about that in an earnest way. And, and then I have to cope with the frustration of it. So I make a joke out of it. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I never really actually thought about why I do that until now. So I just had a breakthrough. Thanks for (laughs) facilitating that. (laughs) No, I think it's hilarious because it's true. It's like, I don't know. It's like so visceral to watch your videos of you with yourself saying, Hey, back and forth (laughs) and be like, yeah, like why, why do we? do this dance especially if we're on an app specifically for sex like it Mm. why why am i having the same hey hey what are you up to nothing chilling on the couch you oh yeah same cool silence Mm -hmm. like what what is it's because we're all horny and lazy and want attention but don't want the you know it's all of those things we all have that inner battle mm-hmm. so like we can't resist getting on the app and then ha- half the time we won't follow through because we all also feel tired or stressed or like or like you can't bottom that day but you still need the attention you know it's all of that shit yeah swirling around where it's like i really want someone to find me sexually appealing right now but i honestly don't want to be touched a hundred percent yeah that, and that's it i really think that's it and we're just driving each other crazy. <laughs> we're just literally <laughs> keeping all people in therapy. We're just like, this yes. is what we're going to do. Whereas if somebody, I, I'm saying this hypothetically, I'm sure I would be like, mm, maybe not. But if somebody was like, hey, I am horny as all hell right now. I have no want to be touched. Do you want to just send photos to each other until we explode? Mm. Honestly, thanks. Thanks for letting me Amazing. know. Amazing. Thank for you for communicating so well. Yeah. You have done the work. You've done the work so that it's not like four messages deep. And then it's like, do you want to come over? No, my roommate. Yeah, that's the problem is that like the two people in the conversation are never on the same wavelength at the same time, I feel like. Yeah. Um, So like you bump up against someone who actually just wants to sit on the couch when you like need to hook up with someone right away. And then the next day, it's the total opposite. 
but no one's talking about it. We're all just like enduring it in this like cloud of confusion. It's oh my god. But if like and, all and the struggles, like why? Yeah. <laughs> it's not like that. Here's the thing about like people. This is okay. I have a qualm about this. Like Do people it. that like hate people that post grinder screenshots. I have a soapbox, which is that I want to say, honey, you're on grinder. 18 hours of the day why are you deciding that this isn't something worthy of discourse on the internet like it is such a major part of our lives and that this is also kind of i think gaslighty we all like minimize its importance and relevance in our lives and pretend like it's frivolous and extraneous and doesn't matter and yet we're spending we're investing so much time into it and we have all these micro rejections and all of this stuff and we're not like looking at it we're uh, pretending like it doesn't matter mm. and it's like disingenuous which is why I actually love when people talk about Grindr or the apps on the internet because I'm like yeah this is the actual gay experience that we're discussing here this is like a real thing yes yeah. <laughs> affecting all of us all day and it, it yeah and I think it I am not a queer scholar so like I don't know fucking drag me whatever you're, you're listening to my <laughs> you're listening to my podcast um <laughs> I, I think there is a thing intrinsic in queer history and culture that like we have to keep something secret and dirty or else it's not exciting. And hmm. of all the things to keep secretive, like I don't get that one. Yeah. And yeah. like there are like you don't have to be Pete Buttigieg, but like hmm. By authentically just living your way and living your truth and saying things out loud that are happening around you, like you are going to open up spaces for other people to recognize in themselves that they are like you and can live like you and be fine. Mm. But mm -hmm. if we keep it secret, if we mm. don't act like we're not on them, then we are just straight acting. Right. Yeah. Like put it out. You have a crazy exchange. Put it out there. Let's all talk about it. Because it's happening. And if it's happened to you, it's happened to someone else. Exactly. Why are we cornering off aspects, major aspects of the 2021 gay experience? Because I think it's a fear of literal intimacy. Because you, you are putting out there a part of you that was engaging in this yeah, that's true. horny exchange. It's vulnerable. And it went left. Mm -hmm. And... It's vulnerable on your part and on their part. I mean, mm -hmm. there's a consent in there that I think is, you know, interesting mm -hmm. to look at. But for the most part, I think it's you. You don't want to appear, yeah, dumb, dumb, or like like you got like a fool. Oh yeah, but I thrive on that shit. Yeah. I'm so I love the self-deprecating. So I'm like, please, someone trash me on Grinder. <laughs> Give me some engagement. Like, Honestly, I need a new bit. So like, if you could just... exactly. I can't think of a tweet today. Could you help me out? Can you help me out? Just on all grinder. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Looking for a tweet. Got anything weird? Yeah. I haven't resorted to that, but I mean, give me a couple years. You know, we'll see. Time is coming. Yeah. Justin, what is your favorite thing about being gay? Um, my favorite thing about being gay it is probably, uh, I think like a couple months ago, I would have said that I can f fuck three times a day. Great. 
I don't, I don't think that's my truth in this moment. Um, <laughs> I would say uh, probably not to get deep, but um, probably the fact that being gay made me question everything. Everything. I had to question my entire, the framework of my entire worldview and throw out what actually wasn't serving me. And I sort of, and so now I, I have that um, impulse, I think, still to question everything. Don't take anything at face value just because it's the way the world is. Um, and that's a gift that that is true for me because I can, I'm sorry, but like my straight siblings never had to do that. Mm -hmm. And they uh, look just like my parents. And they just, like they are like carbon copies of my parents' beliefs because they never were forced to to shake things up. Yeah. So that's that's probably it's I think it's a, like it's like something that I in my opinion any marginalized group any member of a marginalized group probably has to do is actually look at the world with like a more critical eye than someone who can just skate through and uh yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's I think that's a hundred percent correct. I think there's something just so interesting about being a queer person because you know a lot of the time you're the only one in your family. You might have a cousin or an uncle or an aunt that is also gay, or if you're you know even if you have a gay sibling, like you're both going through this journey of discovery, literally isolated as you're mm -hmm. as you're doing it and there isn't someone to like my dad isn't gay. So I don't have like, that's what you think. That's what I think. Uh, he isn't <laughs> gay so far. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's not like I can go to him and be like, Hey, the gay community has this thing about hookup apps. And like, can you tell me about what it was like in your generation when you were like this? Like, right. There isn't that. Mm -mm. so it feels really isolating and really like you're going out on a limb in a way that mm -hmm. I think a lot of a lot of people myself included because I've been out for over 10 years and I've been living like a wonderful wonderful life I don't really think about my coming out that often mm -hmm. but like if I think back to the time before that it is scary and it does change things and it does force you to question things that like family ties have told you are real yeah yeah and it's hard shit mm -hmm. but it's uh i mean something that my therapist says a lot is that like again that it's like a gift that i'm not uh like i got for example like i got to wrestle with faith and mm -hmm. religion and then like throw out aspects of god that were like maladaptive not working and come up with what would work and like i don't just believe i don't believe the snake talked to eve anymore there you <laughs> because, go and why because i'm gay so that just summarizes it <laughs> <laughs> i definitely thought you were just gonna be like and because of that i got to wrestle and i was like cool yeah great let's talk about singlets like all right cool. hell yeah <laughs> 
Well, Justin, it's getting to be that time on the podcast, and I ask this of all of my guests, but do you have any questions for me? Oh, God. I, um, hmm. I mean, the first one that came to mind was, and this is super profound, favorite female actress. Mm-hmm. Oh, just across who? the board. Uh, yes. This is a very actually important question. This for is the an games. important question. Yeah, for sure. Um, Speak from the heart. Saoirse Ronan. Oh. Wait, Saoirse Ronan. This is, she's Little Women, right? She's Little Women, yeah. And Atonement. Okay. And, and Lady, Lady Bird. Bird. And. Um, wow. Favorite female actress, huh? I think so. Wow. I think the way. I mean, and honestly, hadn't thought about it until this moment. So this is very like. Mm. Um, I'm never upset to see her in things. I think she has the gift of growing up as a funded artist that allows you to just like innately be the way that you are naturally and like feel things and absorb things and like spit them back out again in acting that like yeah it, maybe if she had to you know bartend three shifts a week wouldn't have happened but right you know um i just think that she is able to take beautifully crafted work and elevate it which is hmm. a great skill yeah yeah she really is very good. She's very talented. Brooklyn, I mean, come on. I think I've only seen Lady Bird and uh, Little Women. And the but, uh, minute ladies. Yeah, but yeah, she's great. I saw both of those in theaters. I probably cried in both of them. Yeah. Good answer. Thanks. I didn't see that coming <laughs> because I was expecting someone in their 40s or 50s. Oh, uh, yes. The character actress question. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I love a character actress. I think that it is wildly not the kind of gay that i am and i feel gaslit mm. by twitter to be mm. that way but like sure i i like do not believe in standing anybody mm. you i can be a huge fan i'm a humongous fan of taylor swift i think she's an incredible writer and i will mm -hmm. listen to everything that she releases probably until the day she stops mm -hmm. but like i won't die for her I won't mm. get in like vicious fights on the internet for her because that's just like not healthy and it's not a way to exchange thoughts. Yeah. And so when it gets to like character actress Twitter, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I didn't recognize that that actress has been in six films from before I was born. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly, I don't think I stand anyone either yeah uh, but i'm on mood stabilizers so i think that might be why <laughs> i don't have the capability to feel that passionate about anything <laughs> so two level two leveled out <laughs> yeah exactly do you have a favorite actress yes definitely julia louis dreyfus wonderful answer just like i mean like i would i would see here's the distinction i would not die for her i do not stand her I would maybe like die for her work and her talent. I'm obsessed. There you go. Yeah. I think that's a healthy I way think to look she's, at it. I think she's just so insane. Like one of the most naturally funny people to be on camera ever. Yeah. Always, always elevating. Always mm, yeah. hysterical in a way that like 
only she can do you know totally she's funny in a way that like i am not like mm-hmm. and i think that's why i love her so kind of like meg stalter is funny in a way that i am absolutely not yes and i will never be um and i'm those are the types of people i tend to be obsessed with because they are they're doing something i know i can't do um and i just like i love it i love that for like so many things like i love a chorus line because i am not that and I don't mm. have to turn my brain on to watch it and be like, where could I be in this? Where can I? Right. Oh, you're so right. Like, That's it's such a good point. It's just like nice to see something and res- and be like, that is phenomenal. Yes. It's something that I am not in that world. So I get to just enjoy it. That's how I feel about all musical theater now. And I used to do musical theater. Mm. But quitting musical theater was one of the most freeing things I ever did because now I can like enjoy musical theater and I can do karaoke because I'm not I don't care about how I sound yeah I famously cannot do karaoke it's my least favorite thing in the world why did you do you do musical theater I do yes that is the reason that is the reason because singing is like matters still yeah to me it's detached from my brand (laughs) to put it simply yeah absolutely so I'm like judge me all you want uh I actually just did karaoke for like the first time a few weeks ago and it was like a spiritual experience. So yeah, it's, it's, it's not for me, but yeah, I, if I'm watching something with like a fast talking short guy, who's like, I'm like, okay, well Mm. I have to learn that for, Mm -hmm. for work. Yeah. He Uh, is, (laughs) that person is my enemy now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, great, cool. Um, But if I get to watch tall leggy dancers kick their face, I'm like, great. Yep. Not I. I totally, I totally get it. Not I. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, this has been so good. Thank you so much oh, for taking the time to be on the podcast and share your story and have a little giggle with me. Yes. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Where can the children find you? Oh, it's uh, at I'm Justin Randall on all of the things. TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, baby. Follow him. Find him on a grinder grid near you. Um, True. Be nice. <laughs> Don't be weird. Be polite. Right. Uh, but be honest about what you want if you take anything from this episode. Oh, yes. yes. If you just want to sit on the couch, lead with that. Lead with that. <laughs> and we can see where I'm at. You know? Yeah. Let me make that yeah. choice. Uh, well, Justin, thank you again. And until next time, y'all. Bye. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.